0: This is Gateway City Sports. Oh, oh we here, right in the face of Brandon Phillips. And now he is turning up. Now, wait a minute. Hold on here. Now Ted Simmons is getting into it, throwing punches at Madlock, and down they go as the bench is cleared. Edmonds hit 42 home runs during the regular season, and we are going to Game Seven in the National League Championship Series. Look out! Here we go, and here come both dugouts. Swinging a long one. Good night, everybody. Good night. This is Turning Two with Battle. Welcome back, Cardinal fans, to another episode of Turning Two Podcast. This is episode number twenty-six. Alongside me tonight, as usual, Tito. Tito, how's uh, how, how's your week? How's your uh, how's your uh, your Memorial Day? It's been a minute. Uh, how's everything been?
1: Not bad. Uh, I wish I could say better with the Cardinals, but, you know, it it is what it is at this point. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it tonight with you, Uh, but it's been all right. We've been all right.
0: Awesome. Um, Yeah, it's it's been a a very much a struggle um, for the Cardinals, whether it be mainly the pitching, but, you know, the offense um, gets a little haywire, too. But uh, yeah, a little hiatus, try to clear everything up, clear our heads. Um, But I don't know, man, I don't know what to do at this point in time. You know, since we last spoke, uh, Flaherty goes down. Kim goes down. um, You know, Bader's still down. Young's, I guess, coming back soon. Um, I mean, are you worried?
1: I think there's a small part of me that that's concerned, especially when it comes to the starting rotation, when you lose um, Michaelis, you know, within his own first start, uh, that's never a good sign, especially if you were kind of banking on him coming back. And to be honest, it kind of reminded me of when um, Alex Reyes came back from Tommy John, super hyped up, very ready for his start. And then all of a sudden, Lights are out. Um, and and you know, with Michaelis going down like that, you know, that put a little bit of a question mark with the rotation. You're thinking, okay, well, we haven't used him, you know, pretty much this entire year and we've done decently enough to to get a, a division lead um and stay over the five hundred mark. Um, so you know, what's what's another couple months without him? Uh, But then you couple that with, you know, Jack Flaherty getting hurt, your ace, who was pitching brilliantly, Um, you know, and if it wasn't for a guy named Jacob deGrom, probably is one of the – is easily a top three contender for this NL Cy Young this year. Um, But he goes down with a significant oblique strain um, against the Dodgers, mind you. Um, And, you know, I'm not going to say that he – probably would have won that game. Uh, but he sure was pitching like he was going to win that game. Um, and that would have really been a big boost to the Cardinals beating the Dodgers um, in LA. And then all of a sudden you get KK going down as well in you're starting rotation. And, you know, he just hasn't looked like the pitcher from last year. And I, I don't know if it's because he was still injured or he's trying to pitch through injury. But the fact of the matter is, is he's just not the same. So if you're if you're going to be concerned about anything, in my opinion, it, it's got to be the starting rotation. Because guess what, Cardinals don't really have much. Now you're relying on Adam Wainwright, Carlos Martinez, and John Gantt to to be your bulk of your starting uh, rotation. Um, I think you know Derek Gould yesterday uh, after the game said something about Zach Thompson. Uh, probably going, you know, making the move up to the majors um, and getting a fresh start um, up up with the big team. And I'm actually looking pretty forward to that. Uh, that's, you know, part of the future of the Cardinals. Um, and I hope he does well. Um, I would suspect that he probably will be there for a couple turns to the rotation as people get uh, healthy. Um, but I, I got to be honest, Matt, you know, this starting rotation – it's not looking good. And you, you and I both know, um, good pitching can be contagious. Um, but bad pitching as we have seen with the bullpen, um, uh, can just lead to, to absolute disaster.
0: Yeah. And I mean, approaching our, our, um, injuries, um, you know, the bullpen was struggling. I mean, outside of our three guys, the bullpen was struggling mildly, and, you know, with Flaherty going down, you know, you kind of just the panic button really starts setting off. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, for this team, you know, I think it, I think it may be somewhat of a downer. I mean, if, if Zach Thompson does come up, you know. I think he'll be a good lefty arm. I don't know how, you know, how deep he'll go, you know, his numbers haven't been that impressive in AAA this year, but, you know, he's got good stuff. I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, we've watched him pitch um, in spring training, stuff like that. And um, to to me, you know, he, he reminds me a lot of a, a, of a, uh, a Gomber type. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, there's just a lot of questions surrounding this team right now. And I, I don't know if if they're signaling the, the, the panic by bringing up Thompson because, you know, just the other day they said, you know, we're not bringing up our, our prospect arms. We're leaving them down there so they can season, if you will. But now all of a sudden, you know, if he is called up, you know, they're going against what they originally said, which would, to me, now this is just me, would almost tell me that they have tried to make a trade and they're kind of just falling through right now. And. I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, the patchwork, the patchwork just isn't working right now. And if, if Wayno falls apart, you know, if Carlos falls apart, if Gantt, like we saw the other night, is starting to fall apart, we have a long, long season ahead of us. And I, I know I said this yesterday, but I feel like all of a sudden, you know, these bad contracts that Moselloc, has handed out are coming full steam ahead and it's we're just in a bad spot man
1: yeah and and i'm gonna go back to that sense of panic that you're feeling like you know when when flaherty went down um it just felt like that last bit of air in the balloon kind of just went out and right now we are just a flabby balloon uh, kind of sitting there on the table with not really much uh, going for us. You know, I mean, what's lo- losing seven of eight games, getting swept in four games by the Reds. I mean, it's just not a good look right now. Um, and especially if you're if you're a GM like, well, I shouldn't even call him a GM anymore. But, you know, if you're the president of baseball operations like John Mose like you go out and get Nolan Arenado. Um, your team gets off to a pretty decent start, and all of a sudden, uh, three, four injuries later, and it's just an absolute train wreck. Um, you know, uh, at the, you know, I, as I'm on my way to work this morning, um, Rick Horton was on 101 ESPN, and and this was kind of the conversation that they were having as well. Um, is it time to hit the panic button? I'm not going to say yes, but I'm not going to say no either. I'm going to be firmly on the grounds of I'm gonna have I'm having my hand hovering over the button um, because they're essentially as you say one injury away from another starter going down from really being in the shitter. That's just the that's just the reality of it. Can they climb out of it? Sure. Um, it's going to take a lot of good baseball to do that, um, and the offense is going to have to carry that which has not been that great recently uh, outside of a couple people. Um, We still see Goldschmidt still struggling. Um, Tommy Edmonds kind of regressed a little bit. He's still a productive player. Um, Dylan Carlson has kind of been in that same area as Tommy Edmonds, has a really good couple of days and then kind of regresses a little bit. Um, And then, you know, the rest of the lineup just hasn't been there. I mean, Edmundo Sosa had a really good week. And he started to regress too. Um, So, you wonder if this whole snowball effect of losing people to injury, um, of just, you know, just negativity in the air is kind of wearing on them. And and let's not forget, they're also in the midst of having another 17-straight game run, which they've already done earlier this year. So, you know, what is it to say that the Cardinals might just be freaking tired? I mean, there's not a lot of rest. I mean, today was their first off day in in, the, in in 17 days. So you know, there's a lot of different factors that are playing into the Cardinals and how they're playing right now. So you you know, it may not it may sound a little homerish to say this, but like I said, my hand's just hovering over the button. I'm not pushing it, but I'm not going to hesitate to push it should another thing go wrong.
0: Yeah, and I think you know it's kind of wild because the Cardinals were very much the team that had, um, you know, a ton of outfielders, a ton of pitching prospects, and now it just seems depleted. Um, yeah, we lost Alcantara in the in the trade for uh, Ozuna. Yeah, um, and then we lost Zach Gallen in the trade for Goldschmidt. Um, you know, and we lost Gomber in the trade for Arnado and. You know, we I just don't I don't know You know I I guess where where I'm at Is, you know, we, we, I'm going back On the fact that We legit Don't have the money this this Offseason to, to spend on anybody And I, there's somebody making excuses In my mentions the other day about the lost season Last year, and that's just crap You know, that's just a bunch of crap And you know, if they, if they wouldn't have a, a carpenter type, they wouldn't have Michaelis's contract um, or paying Fowler for that matter, which is kind of a wash because of uh, Arnauto. But if they wouldn't have these bad contracts, they could go out and get an arm, even if it's just one or two years. Um, but, you know, they're relying on uh, Wainwright at, at his aging level to be essentially a one-two guy right now. You know, mm-hmm. they can't rely on him to, to, to just be a four-five. You know, you got you got the question marks with Carlos, um, you know, the unexpected happened and Flaherty getting injured. And you're essentially relying too on the long relief, John Gant to come out and be a starter. And it's just, man, it's just it's not working anymore. It's not. And I'm afraid that if they don't find something, we're going to be in trouble.
1: Yeah, I feel like the, the conversation has really shifted on uh, on who to blame on this, right? Um, I think there's a firm camp that might say, you know, Mike Schilt's not doing a good enough job as a manager and why that might be the case. Um, a lot of people are also saying, you know, John Moselak um, hasn't done anything for this team outside of move a couple pieces, get a couple big names and then you know, have those bad contracts in between, and then to top it all off, um, moving prospects at this point um, or letting go of prospects that maybe could be helping the team. Um, there's a lot of a lot of negativity. I'm telling you, it, it's it's kind of crazy to see how this season has gone from you know we are riding high not even three weeks ago, and then all of a sudden. We are just sitting here thinking fire Mosaic, fire Mike Schill, fire everybody in the coaching staff because they're not doing anything to help us win. Um, It's just a very I don't know. I don't want to say it's bipolar, but it's very uh, it's a very volatile situation in St. Louis where it's literally anything um, could make it a good day or anything could make it a really, really bad day. Yeah, Um, I, I don't know. It's 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 really weird to be a fan right now.
0: Well, I think, I think you and I both can agree on this, that when the Cardinals lose and whenever they're in this skid like they are now, it's it's the blame game everywhere. Um, sure. But, you know, there is the aspect of injuries. Um, you know, I, I I will say that in the outfield-wise, I mean, it hasn't been as bad. I think uh, Dylan Carlson is an outstanding center fielder. Um, you know, I... Uh, they they need to cut ties with Lane Thomas. They just need to get rid of him, um, you know. But man, I know I know I texted you about this yesterday, but it's going. I mean, I will. Uh, I think I will definitely be on the fire Shilt bandwagon if when Bader gets healthy, if Paul DeYoung still starts um really yeah uh, if when Harrison because I mean I make the statement now and it's oh well you know Social will go to second and DeYoung will be a shortstop and Edmund will play outfield well that's fine but what are you doing when Edmund when sorry when Bader comes back you know right. you can't I mean to me and and uh, anybody can agree if they want they don't have to agree we're entitled to our own opinions Paul DeYoung has zero value. Every 20th that bat, he might hit a home run. He's got zero range. He he doesn't, to me, regardless of anything that happens at the plate, and I think a lot of people, I honestly think that a lot of people, fan-wise, just like these, just like the the the, the voters for MVP Hall of Fame, they they ride more towards the bat. And they don't see everything. Brought to the table. And I think that's probably a lot of people outside looking in at, at Yadi's offensive career. You know, he's not been the, a power hitter by any means, but, but that's not what I'm talking about. You yeah. know, you can't rely on Paul DeYoung to hit a home run every 20th, 25th, 30th plate appearance or go on a hot streak for one game. Um, and then it's nothing again. They're going to plug him in the fifth hole to potentially hit a home run. Like I said, like he's got, he, he's average at best defensively. Um, but outside of that, I mean, that's it, you know, he's not, he's not a power hitter. That's going to hit, you know, two or three a week and then, you know, go on, do something else. The thing is, is that's what he does is, is he just, he'll hit the ball every once in a while, you know, to me, Edmundo, Edmundo Sosa, you know, he, he, he has a glove, he's got a glove. Um, you know, he's got a good arm. He makes plays that I know Paul DeYoung would never make. Now, he may not have the power numbers, but as we've seen, you know, he makes productive outs. Yeah, sure, maybe in the the one time, the two times, where he's came up in big situations and something hasn't gone down, you know, you can't sit there and look at, at Sosa and go, man, you know, where's DeYoung at? Because is going to strike out, you know. Sosa's at least going to put the ball in play. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, if you if you literally laid it out in front of me, I mean, that's what Paul DeYoung has over Sosa over everything is the power. And that's it.
1: Yeah. So, as you said, we talked about this um, last night very, very briefly. And I just want to say two things. One, I'm glad to hear you use the phrase productive outs." It means you're coming a long way in your baseball knowledge. And I applaud that. Um, And two, the fact of the matter is, is you have to be willing to understand how baseball works sometimes as a fan and not be um, uh, subjective, right? You have to also be, objective in your analysis and your critique of either the manager or a player and in this case Paul DeYoung is a perfect example of what Bader was last year right he was so Bader was so poor that the only conversation was well I'd rather have x person there because he's better offensively and sure I'd give up Defense just to have a better offensive player in this case it's almost almost vice versa right you're giving up a potentially great offensive shortstop for a slightly less offensive shortstop but you know the defense is going to be there the only issue here with Paul DeYoung is is that He has not shown anything outside of that first year, and it stinks because the Cardinals gave him that extension. And had you asked me after that first year, would would I consider trading Paul DeYoung? I would have said no. There's no way. Not after that first year, but after this year or after these last two seasons, including this season so far – the only answer is, yeah, you have to. And that's not to say that, you know, I would be on that on that same bandwagon with you saying, you know, fire Mike Schilt if, if Paul DeYoung starts. Look, the, the fact of the matter is, is Paul's going to get every opportunity to, to play and prove that he's healthy and get back to his old self. Because at the end of the day, if he does get back to his old self and hits – the Cardinals are a much better team with him in the lineup than I personally think than Mundo Sosa. And, and that is with limited defense. Do I think that's the right thing to do? Not necessarily, but that's, that's the MO of this front office. That is literally Mm -hmm. the MO that you see with Matt Carpenter. It's no different. Yeah. So I'm not, and I'm not, and I, and I think that is a hard, thing for people to understand sometimes not not saying you but the the subjective fan is sitting there saying well this is happening so of course Paul DeYoung shouldn't play but the proof is in the pudding this team likes to give their veterans an opportunity to play that's just how it is I
0: mean my my question to you though is when do you when do you say it's not going to happen
1: Enough is enough, right?
0: Because we have – let's not look at home runs, okay? Let's look at everything else. Paul DeYoung has been trending downward since that first year, okay? Mm -hmm. When I feel like the league has figured him out, he is trending downward. That is what we have seen with with Bader as well, you know? The league figures him out, and they start trending downward. And, you know, I understand you have a guy under control with a nice nice contract, um, but – You know, you can't just keep putting it out there for him to strike out, to hit into a routine double play all the time. You know, he doesn't bring that much defensive value to the team to throw that bat out there. And not only that, but to bat him fifth in the heart of the lineup just to do
1: that. Yeah. Yeah, I I get it. Look, I'm not saying it's, again, I think, it. I don't think it's the right move to put Paul DeYoung back into the starting lineup just because his name is Paul DeYoung. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is is the MO of this front office and and manager is that he is going to give them every opportunity to prove that they can still play. Now, a good manager at this point, especially knowing the injuries that you have in in your starting pitching and the struggles that you have in your bullpen already – You may want to consider saying, you know what, Paul, you continue to try and get healthy and do your rehab assignment in Memphis, wherever you got to do it. But right now I'm riding my hot hand and people have to understand that. Look, players have to understand that they have to get over this ego. There are only three players on this team, maybe four right now that absolutely have a starting job. You can't do anything about it. That's Yadier Molina, Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, and Tyler O'Neill. You could make the obviously make the case for Dylan Carlson too, and I, I would say he's a, a very good fifth option there. That's it though. Tommy Edmond will start, but who knows where it, it's going to be, because it's a, just a revolving carousel. And so, to your point, you need to make the decision as a manager to say, you know what, this is who I'm riding with. This is my horse right now. Thank, you know, Paul DeYoung can continue, continue to get healthy on the bench and get some at-bats through pinch hitting and continue to work on his things. But until he shows it in a game setting consistently, I don't think he needs to be out there. But I'm telling you, don't be surprised when it happens.
0: Yeah, no, I, I know what's going to happen. I mean, I've seen it, you know. Seen it time and time again
1: right the story but, is played out in front of us
0: oh, oh no I yeah fully I I understand that I guess to me it's just you know I I guess I don't see what other people are saying you know when they sit there and go look at this look at this look at this and then it's just you know it's a letdown and you yeah. know I'll, sure if, if Paul Young can get back to hitting consistently sure let's let him play but at this point in time, you know the, the the defensive value out there on the field is is not enough to put him in the everyday lineup. Just hit home run, maybe. Just hit home run, you know. I guess whenever he can catch up to the fastball. Yeah. I mean, I, he's been down for a long time, for I think more reasons than just a bruised rib. I
1: I and I agree with that. And I thought maybe that maybe I'm wrong, and I could be wrong on this, but I thought that at some point they said it was a. a fractured rib um so yes that'll take some time to heal and it, you know but I, I said it at the beginning of the year and you might remember it but i said make up an injury for him i don't care yep. what you gotta do yep. uh, make up an injury and get him some at bats where he can work on himself it's not doing the team any good like you say to strike out and maybe run into a ball every 25 50 at bats It's not worth it. And again, as I said earlier, it is the same conversation we were having about Harrison Bader for the last two years. You can't justify putting somebody out there just for defense and defense alone. Yes, Harrison Bader is a great outfielder, but there are other outfielders out there that could do the same thing and give you just a little bit more production at the bottom of your lineup as, you know, as good of a speed that Bader has, you know, there are other outfielders with that kind of speed. That's why they're, that's why they are outfielders, you know, um, and, and at the end of the day, look, this lineup, this roster construction comes down to uh, two people. And that is John Mozelek and Mike Gersh. They need to figure out what they're going to do from here on out because there's not a lot of time left. Um, yes there you know there's a lot of season left, but what I mean is that trade deadline is approaching very, very quickly. You don't have that long. you've got, essentially have a month and a half uh, to figure something out. And the problem right now is every team feels like they're just stuck in the mud. The NL Central isn't that good. the we've seen the NL East, not really be that good. The NL West, they have a three horse team right now. So right now, if you're the Cardinals, your whoever wins this division makes it to the playoffs, that's it. So you as a team, as a general manager, as a president of baseball operations, you have to figure this out. Otherwise, they're not making the playoffs. I'm not saying that that's what I, I'm not saying that that's going to happen. But as of right now, I would not be surprised if they do not make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, they're they're going to have to shit or get off the pot. And I think, truthfully, and I'm being honest here, if you, if you are waiting, if you are absolutely waiting until the trade deadline, you're waiting too long. Yeah, I, um, I think
1: so, too. I think es- so,
0: too. Especially with the way that injuries have been, with the question marks in the rotation, with the question marks in the bullpen. Thankfully, thankfully, Tyler Webb, hopefully won't see another day in the majors as a St. Louis Cardinal. Um,
1: well, he already cleared waivers. So.
0: <laughs> well, I'm saying as a St. Louis Cardinal, yeah, he, can, he can go okay. pitch as a Memphis Redbird, Yeah. but as a St. Louis Cardinal, please, hopefully not. Um, but the, I mean, the, and that, I think that's where they're, they're coming. Everything's coming ahead because, you know, they don't have prospects to trade. You don't want to trade your labor tours. You don't want to trade your Gormans, Herrera's, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they've got, They've got other guys that, that aren't getting the uh, love affair that they are. Um, but, you know, you, you don't necessarily want to trade them either. Um, so I, I think it's just a tough decision right now. And I don't know, you know, a haul to send over to somewhere like Washington to get um, Max Scherzer. Um, but at this point in time, you know, if you want to win, if you want to keep Arenado. Um And I think, you know, as a baseball guy himself, I think he could probably look at it and say, you know, there's injuries, you know, this is going to yeah. happen. But at the same time, it's got to be disappointing for him to look at it. Like, you know, did I even leave Colorado?
1: But I see, that's the thing though. I, I don't think he sees it that way. Um, maybe in the back of his head, it's like, okay, I've been here before, but the, look, nobody i think when he had that that two rbi single into left center on sunday and that emotion oh like, yeah you just don't see that from no players. you don't, you, you, don't. Just, you just don't see that from players that truly care about where they are mm-hmm. um and, and that's why i'm not like when people say oh well is gonna leave now i'm like why yeah. Why would he, why would he do that? Like, yes, he can, he can opt out and get more money and go somewhere, but I don't think that's him. I don't, I don't think that that's something, look, he's already said more than enough times that he's here to be a St. Louis Cardinal and he wants to do that for a very long time. And I don't think that, you know, John Moselock and Mike Gersh are going to sit there and, and, and make a move for a guy like Arenado and expect him to walk. You they probably, you know, Jason Hayward is probably the only person I I can think of that kind of blew that up in their face. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you're glad because he wasn't worth really anything at that moment.
0: Yeah. I mean, all in all, the, the, the trades that have happened or or lack of signings, you know, for the majority of the time outside of Albert Pools recently, you know, that makes sense. Um, yeah. But I, I, like I said, I think, I think Arnado's is too much of a baseball guy to go, you know, this team sucks. You know, yeah, I'm leaving. Nah. I think he does look at things like, oh, you know, we got a lot of injuries. You know, Dakota Hudson's going to be coming back. I wish he would come back sooner. You know, we haven't heard much on Hicks. I think he's probably down for the season again. Um, but, you know, all in all, I, I don't think he's going to leave. You know, I think if the team, I think if the team was healthy and they were, you know, doing whatever they do. You know, I, I think it would probably be a questionable, but um, no, I think I think baseball mind, I think he's probably gonna stay around because, like you said, you know, they I think after the Hayward deal, I think St. Louis they beat the drum on that before they trade for guys, and um, you know, I, I know Arenado loves St. Louis from what he said at least. Um, right. And yeah, you're right. The emotion, the emotion says a lot to me. And what I couldn't watch the game the other day, and and somebody said, you know. I saw a bunch of things pop up and I'm like, man, I want to see what he's doing. You know, I, I don't know. I like the baseball motion, you know, especially from a guy like him. Um, So.
1: Yeah. I, I just, it's hard to understand, you know, again, right now it's, it's like a tough, it's tough to be a Cardinal fan because everything feels like the sky is falling. And again, that, that panic button looks larger than ever. Um, But you know, I'm not, I'm not again, I'm not going to sit here and, and say, you know, we're you know, this season's lost because guess what? They're still over 500. It's not like they're that far back in the division. Uh, we've seen plenty of cardinal teams come back, um, from way worse deficits than this, and you know, they could be as far as we know, they could be under 500 right now. Um, and the fact that they're not, um, is okay for me, and I know somebody. I don't even know if it was you, but somebody said like, I, you know, I didn't realize how close the Cardinals were to fourth place um, in the division. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so what? (laughs) It's, it's still early June. There's still a lot of baseball left to play. Um, And again, the division hasn't been that great. Sure. The Cubs are on a nice roll and you know, that's going to happen. Um, but realistically, you know, what else, what else can the Cardinals do when they have so many injuries, uh, pile up so quickly, you know, they're, they're bound to have a bad week every now and then look, do you know how many games back they are in the division?
0: What is it like uh, One and a half.
1: Two and a half. That's it.
0: Yeah, that's nothing. That's it.
1: That's that's nothing. I mean, like that's why I'm saying it's like this season is not lost. Now, that's two and a half coming off of losing seven of eight. Right. And now they're and now their run differential is at a minus 18. That's not that's very, very bad water that you're, you're seeing right there. Um, but again, as I have said, they have the opportunity to turn the ship around. They just got to do it. And as we've said earlier, you know, this is a very inopportune time to trade for somebody because there is no flat out flat out person that you're or team that you're looking at saying, oh, they're not they can't make it up. Right. The only team that's not, you know, you know, treading water, in my opinion, uh, or the only teams that I would probably consider trading us to for a starter would be Minnesota, um, I think you could obviously look at Max Scherzer. Um, but that's pretty much it. There's not really any other teams out there where I'm sitting there thinking, boy, uh, they've got a pitcher out there that I really would love to have. It's not like you're gonna go to the Angels and say, Hey, you guys suck still. Give me Shohei Otani.
0: Yeah, that's one of the big issues that I'm that I'm finding is I don't think there's that many arms out there um that are getting ready to be free agents next year. That would be um, an option for any of these clubs currently, um, and, and a lot of these guys, like I know, some people are banging on the door for for like a John Means type,
1: and I saw that.
0: And to me, the to me that's the 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 mosaic mind, if you will. You know, let's get a guy while he's hot. So then you're going to what throw a fit whenever he starts pitching bad. I mean, I don't, I haven't looked at John Means prior numbers, but you know, this guy elevated RPM. Um, he you know is pitching great you know, this year. Um, but I mean, you can't just jump on something like that or you're going to overpay for a guy. We've already overpaid too many times for people. Let's just, you know.
1: Yeah, I, I, I totally, I totally understand. And I mean, John means would be a very nice addition, I think to, uh, to the Cardinals he's left-handed, um, you know, with KK going down, you you lose that left-handed uh, uh, you lose you lose that left-handed uh, arm. So there's opportunity there. I mean, I don't know. It's just it's tough. It's it's truly tough to say. Um, you know what what the Cardinals could do or where um, the Cardinals would be right now if if their if their pitching could remain healthy. I mean, um, I think Mike List going down really set the team back quite a bit. Um, I think further than a lot of people care to admit.
0: Well, yeah, and then Flaherty's kind of just like the dagger in my eyes.
1: Yeah, if there's the if the knife's over the heart, that's pretty much you. You know, you sinking it in there. Um, look, at this point, ja- Jack just needs to get healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and be ready to pitch in, you know, pretty much come August, September, uh, as long as that is the time frame that, you know, he's backed by, you know, obliques are very, very finicky. Um, they're a lot like hamstrings. Um, they take time to heal and you don't truly know how, you know, how well they've healed until you've really tested them out. Um, so the Cardinals are going to be very, very, very cautious with Jack Flaherty on coming back. So, honestly, I'm not going to sit here and be surprised if he doesn't pitch until late August, maybe mid to late August, um, just so that they know that he's 100% healthy. Um, and, and while I'm on that topic, I, I have to say this about Jack. I'm a little disappointed in him not, you know. Telling the medical staff that he felt something um, before he went out there to hit and, and ultimately caused himself more injury. Um, this has happened time and time again. It feels like with Cardinal players, Alex Reyes is the last person to come to mind um, where they, you know, they're getting interviewed and they say, Oh, well, I felt something in the, you know, the top half of the inning. Um, uh, you know, stretched out, but then came back out there and then got hurt. Um, that really defeats the purpose of anything because if you just feel something, um, just tell somebody. It's not, it's not an ego contest. I'm not saying Jack Flaherty is, you know, having one, but we need you healthy, man. <laughs> we already lost Michaelis. We can't, we could not afford to lose a Jack Flaherty. And now they have to figure out what they're going to do um, because, you know, I'm not saying that it would have prevented injury, but Jack could have stopped before that injury got worse.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing is, man, is Jack's a gamer. You yeah. Know? He's a
1: competitor. I, and I get that. I, I totally understand. I'm the same way. I, I totally get that. I just feel like there is, a fine line here where being um, an athlete and being a smart athlete, you need to tiptoe that line sometimes and, um, and realize that, you know, going out there and and trying to pitch through something isn't always worth your season um, because, you know, he's going to miss at least a month, probably two.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's, it's, it's, it's tough. And I mean, Like we said, everything's coming ahead at the wrong time. Uh Um, But, you know, I I don't – I personally, and this is how I feel on it, that even come July 31st, I don't care where the Cubs are at in the standings. I think they're going to unpack a lot of things. I mean, they – if they don't, they will completely wreck that franchise in my eyes. They can't afford them. They can't afford those players. And I think that if they don't, you know, it's not a concern. You know, f- you, you see you see something like third or fourth place and you start freaking out. Three games, two and a half games, you know, isn't isn't anything um, in, in the baseball world, especially, you know, you go head-to-head with the, the first-place team um, and a sweep of them, you're back in first. It's just it's, – it's small, but I think people are freaking out because, you know, fourth or third or wherever, you know, so nice. –
1: Yeah, I I completely agree. I just, uh, it's like I said earlier, it's, it's a weird time to be a Cardinal fan right now. Uh, all I can really say is to anybody that, you know, truly listens to us, you know, hold your hand over the panic button, but don't press it. That's, that's all I'll say. I, I don't think that the Cardinals um, are, obviously, they're not done with making any moves here. I think you'll still see some. Um, it's It's just all about timing. Um, and right now, they're not going to move on anybody, so we need to adjust our mindset to that we might see a couple more days of rough baseball. That might happen. You might see a week of rough baseball still, and it just depends on where they go from here. Um, One thing that I thought about, you know, throughout our conversation tonight is, is, you know, let's say that the Cardinals tread water, and at the, you know, by the time we know it, they're you know, God forbid this, but 10, 15 games out, they don't really have pieces to trade. Not even that, not even, you're not going to get a lot for what they have on the major league roster right now, either. It's not like there's a superstar that's on their final year. Um, you know, Nolan has a no trade clause and he doesn't have to go anywhere. Um, but, you know, there are, uh, there is opportunity. If they can move pieces, they might do it. Um, but I just don't see that either. So I truly think this is, they're in a moment, the Cardinals are in a moment of, we need to figure this out or we just play it safe and we do the best that we can and say, you know what injuries did us in it's a wash.
0: Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Like you said, it's tough right now and it is what it is. Um, you know, the bright side of things though, man, we are seeing the excellent version of Tyler O'Neill. and yes. Absolutely. And I, you know, that's that's good because I think if he was if he was Tyler O'Neill 2020, 2019, Tyler O'Neill, I think you know, we'd be worse off, way worse off than where where we think we are now. Um, <clears throat> but you know, hats off to him. He's doing excellent. Um,
1: looks great, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I mean he's great. Like I said, I haven't seen anything recently, but you know, he doesn't seem to be going too hard on things he's not trying to i think i think you know the prior years he was over swinging if you will Um, just searching to try to get a hit but i think he's just relaxed himself and he's uh, letting it come to him and i think that's what paul uh goldschmidt needs to do at this point in time is, is 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 make it come to him i think he's trying too hard too and i don't know if it's something to do with Arnato in the town or what but um uh, some some's not right there but um
1: I mean, he's got a 920 OPS, 278 average, uh, 13 home runs that leads the team. I mean, that's great. It's good stuff from Tyler O'Neill. And, you know, to think that he's only 25 right now, you know, that, you know, we talked about this a couple episodes ago about candidates who might be uh, prime for an extension. You might, you might be looking at the guy.
0: Yeah, I, I I would like for this to continue like the entire season before we talk about that because of what we've seen years prior and the bad uh-huh. contracts we've handed out, of course. But uh-huh. um, yeah, I mean, he he absolutely would be. Um, he'd be that guy in my eyes that that you know if we can get this consistently moving forward, he would be an optimal person to give that to. Yeah. Um, so let, let's let's talk about the series coming up. Who do we got? What's going on?
1: Yeah. Uh, so the Cardinals, they, uh, they fortunately um, take a little bit of a break, but not too much of a break. Cause the Indians have, yeah know, they played a little bit better than they have, um, you know, earlier in the year at least, but they've got the Indians for, for two games here on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, and then it's off to Wrigley for the first time uh, this year and, uh, they take on the Cubs for the, for the weekend on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, with the Indians, you know, they've been uh, no hit before, twice at this point this year. Um, but unfortunately for the Cardinals, um, they're going to go up against Shane Bieber in, in game one. Um, and then uh, they take on Giancarlo uh, Mejia, uh, which, you know, he's very, very well accustomed to, uh, to pitching. Um, He went eight innings, uh, only gave up two hits and nine strikeouts. And when you're uh, facing a Cardinals team that's, you know, down on their luck right now, um, I would put a big old yikes on that game right now. So um, they've got their work cut out for them. The good thing is that the Indians don't hit that well. Um, So this is an opportunity for the Cardinals to take on a couple of games, attack on a couple of games. Um, But realistically, I, I see a split. Um, or that their focus isn't really on this series; it's more so on the division series. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, let's you know, take it a game at a time. Let's win small battles, and um, you know, the more little battles you win, the 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 big battles will come. And yeah, um, you know, hopefully we we hopefully we take two from uh, Cleveland and head into Wrigley on a high note. And man, if the wind's blowing out there, Fooey. I expect a lot of Tyler O'Neill home runs and um, the
1: mammoth shots too, not just the little oh ones that man. we Wrigley. I want to see something that hit Waveland Avenue.
0: Oh man, wouldn't that be something? Yeah, yeah. We haven't played, we haven't uh, been to Wrigley yet this year, so um, hopefully we we do some damage. It's it it'd be the time to for sure.
1: Well, we need to uh, considering how embarrassing I personally found it that how many Cubs fans were at in St. Louis over the weekend. Um, especially on Sunday night baseball. So I I fully expect the Cardinals to be fired up and and go in there and and get some revenge for how they uh, ended their series with the Cubs at home. Absolutely.
0: Well, do you have any hot takes before we close up shop?
1: Yes, actually I do. I just want to say one thing. Um, If you're not on the, the, uh, the soccer train at this point, you need to get on it. Euro 2020 starts this week. I'm looking forward to it. Join me on my my quest to make Matt Nils a soccer lover at some point. I will get him to an STLFC game. Um, and he said that he will go with me, so it'll happen. Uh, but seriously, yesterday there was a game against the United States and uh, uh, Mexico for the CONCACAF Nations League final. And I just want to say this about about fans and how we have seen this absolute de- you know, just degrading behavior, um, not just in soccer, but in, in basketball, uh, in baseball, in the, in the stands with fans trying to beat the shit out of each other. You guys are there for entertainment purposes. And right now it's just, it's just getting ridiculous. So, so figure out what you guys need to figure out, but don't throw shit on Don't throw shit on the players. Don't throw food on them. Don't hit them with water bottles um mind your own business they're not they're not your servants they're there to play a game and to win and a true fan would never act like that so those who do act like that miss me with it and pass and, and just just stay home don't go to the games and act a fool it's not worth it absolutely absolutely yeah i mean it's ridiculous dude i it's just too much it is, it is. But this think- is literally why we can't have nice things. This is why COVID mm-hmm. comes and wipes everything out. That's true. So you know, and- for people to act like a bunch of assholes. I'm not doing right.
0: it. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know if I have a hot take this time around. I'm just ready for some winning baseball, man. Just waiting, ready, <laughs> ready for some winning baseball. I'm ready to get up to St. Louis, catch a game. Hopefully they, they win. I mean. Invite me. Oh, I mean, if I go if i go yes you go yeah all right guys well if you want to download the turn into podcast like subscribe comment um review five stars only preferred uh you can do that on itunes spotify and google podcasts until next time hopefully next time we come out with some w's to talk about uh, go cardinals